Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week three action in the NFL. Most of the games are all almost done. We got Rams and Browns are just finishing it up here, two minutes left. But we'll go over, I think... What, the top players of the day, some disappointments. So let's just jump into this thing, Jeff. We'll start with the quarterbacks. We'll go position by position. And we'll just start off at the top, I guess, of the list. It's Russell Wilson that actually had the biggest scoring day in the league with 45.3. Some of that was uh, some garbage time there. I mean, they scored a touchdown with literally no time on the clock. And it didn't even matter. But, hey, Russell Wilson does this in games he's down. He puts up huge numbers sometimes. And he's been pretty good now through the first couple weeks of the season yeah yeah I mean we're fans obviously on the show of him he, he's just a very good quarterback he makes very good decisions he can move around in the pocket and you see how that really lends itself even if he doesn't have the talent around him the fact that he can extend those plays and people like DK Metcalf can get open um, Lockett was absolutely a monster today for him he threw it to him I think 14 times he targeted him but um, and also, you know, in these games, he's asked to do a lot because he is probably the best player on the field for that team. Um, and in doing so, you just know that he is going to have the opportunity to score a lot of points um, when need be. And Saints were up the majority of the game and he kind of had to try to do his thing. So, um, yeah, it was great to see him get in the end zone. Obviously, Chris Carson <laughs> fans are probably a little upset. Um, the fact that all the rushing touchdowns went to the QB. But um, uh, what what can you say about him? He had a phenomenal day, even though they didn't get the win. Yeah, and this shows, I mean, if they get down, they have to abandon the run. Everyone thought just they're going to run the ball all the time. Wilson can't do anything. But, I mean, that really hasn't been the case through the first couple weeks. Week one, sure. He was only through 14 times. But then last week, he threw 35 times. This week, he threw 50 times. So he's going to be able to throw the ball plenty. They're not that good. They're going to be down enough. Or he's just going to be able to go do his thing. And so it was a great game for Russell. Other quarterbacks on here, Daniel Jones is the second best quarterback in his first okay. game. That's crazy. And I, okay, I know he was away as well. You're at Tampa Bay. What do you make of this? I don't know if you got to see a lot of this. He ran in a couple. Um, he, he looked a lot better than what I thought he was going to do. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think this is a sign of things to come, or if, is this kind of a, a, a lucky beginning against a, a, a you know kind of a, a nice matchup? You know, if if he actually can run the ball a little bit and run these touchdowns in, that just jumps him up so much more. I don't. I mean, this won't continue. This thirty-eight point two standard scoring, whatever. But he will. I think he's better than Eli at the very least. Yeah, I think that is a given now. And it looks like um, it looks like this is going to be good news for Evan Ingram, is what I think with yeah, Daniel he's, Jones. He's the big winner, and especially I haven't heard exactly the timetable or what is wrong with Barkley I just saw him in the walking boot but if if he does miss any sort of time um, Evan Ingram is going to be the number one guy there so last week was the big disappointment he definitely rebounded and he came back strong and you just see what he's able to do he's a very athletic guy so um, yeah it was that was great to see that Daniel Jones is actually going to help that passing game and not not hurt it and it looks like I think Barkley it looks like it was a high ankle sprain Possibly. So, I mean, those usually last a few. That's usually a few week injury. So, yeah, we'll see how that plays out for him. Then Patrick Mahomes just is 
normally on the list. And this is actually a down week for him, finishing third. But yeah, he is so good. I mean, really you just is. watch him, and uh, the fa- when he doesn't score thirty points, you you know you're bummed out. Um, he's just on a different level than everyone else. And Kyle Allen, this was a surprise. Four touchdowns for Carolina after Cam Newton's been able to do just absolutely nothing. Kyle Allen comes in and he he looked way better than Cam Newton has looked all season. Wasn't even close. <laughs> I know. I, I once again, I don't know how to judge this one. Um, Kyle Allen exceeded expectations by far. I really thought that a guy coming out having no experience would really struggle. It it actually helped out the entire pass. I mean, Samuels kind of came alive. DJ Moore got a really nice, um, you know, catch. And then obviously Christian McCaffrey was doing his thing no matter what. But uh, it's going to be very interesting. I want to see if Kyle Allen can actually do it again, Um, you know, because they were going against Arizona as well, which – yeah, that's you know. an easier matchup for sure. Right. But hey, hey, he he did phenomenal. The fact that he is in the, you know, what, the fourth best scoring QB this week. And two of them, their first start, Kyle Allen and Daniel Jones. It was very bizarre. A lot of points being put up by QBs this week. And then some other guys just had normally good, pretty solid games like they would. Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, all in this normal range. But Jameis, this is the, the on week for Jameis Winston, right? Like This is what happens with him. He has these good weeks, and you'll have bad weeks. So he's still – I just – despite this, he's, what, the sixth best quarterback of the week? I cannot trust this guy. Like, not at all. No, and you, you – I mean, <laughs> I don't want to keep beating up on, on teams that have struggled early this season, but you did it against the Giants, right? So you, you throw that into the, uh, into the mix, and you just realize Jameis is going to be a wild card no matter when you play him. Hey, if you really needed someone and you're, you know, you have to throw out someone, he's a very high upside, very big risk reward type of guy. Um, you know, I'm, I would never say never about playing him, but right now he is so sporadic that I probably would not, especially since he was only able to do this against a very subpar defense. But, um, yeah, and then Evans was another huge one. When they're clicking, um, Jameis will throw some touchdowns for sure. Well, then, okay, Lamar Jackson, this right here actually is a good indicator of what we thought he could be and why we were so high on him, despite the bad week. This is his floor. He didn't throw a touchdown pass, and yet still gets 21.3 points. Like, that's that's one reason we liked him so much. Yeah, I am incredibly, incredibly happy with this performance. Uh, he went up against a team that is much better on defense than they were last year. And, you know, they game plan for him. They tried to take him away, and he was still able to do a lot of good things. He missed a few passes, do not get me wrong, but he didn't He didn't force it. He didn't throw interceptions or anything like that. He missed them long. If the wide receiver or the tight end wasn't going to get it, no one would. Um, I was very, very happy with this. He got 21 points in, in standard scoring. Um, and if, if this really is like him having an off game, uh, then he's the real deal. So... I was afraid that eventually we would run into a buzzsaw and it would be him and he'd be out of his element and he would turn the ball over and try to force it. It did not happen. Um, so, yeah, Lamar Jackson, uh, I, I, you know, I have a lot of my teams, but I think he's the real deal for sure. Then, uh, so Aaron Rodgers, are we just, are, man, can we rank him even top, more, more than like 10th or 11th? How can we rank him higher than that now? Look, he has three games now this season where he's now scored. Let me see, pull up these point totals here. Where do we get? 14.9, 18.4, 15.3. It's um, 
Or are we going to look at it like he played Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, all good defenses? That's part of it, I guess. But he's not matchup proof anymore. No, he's really not. I think this is maybe this was a little bit of my blind spot. I really thought that Aaron Rodgers could weather the storm, even though I think you pointed out the the very big kind of asterisk that you have to put on it. The defense he's going against, all three of them, are very, very good. And really, all they have to do is key on Devontae Adams, which, I mean, they really have. Um, So... Am I going to give up on him? No. If you have him, I you know you're just staying pat. But um, I, I am absolutely starting to get a little worried because let's be honest, you're going against Philly and then Dallas. Um, you know I don't think that they have uh, the defense secondaries that um, you know like Chicago does or anything. But it, it's not getting all that easier in the next couple of weeks. So I don't know. <laughs> he definitely will be. He'll probably still be in the, my top ten. But he's going to be near closer to the bottom of that rather than the top like he usually is. And how about this? How about Baker Mayfield? Just threw a pick here to end the game. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, And this is three just bad games. I think we we were just we were wrong. We're just completely wrong on him. Yeah, I I, I hate hate to say it. I mean, he has all the toys in the world and. um. He doesn't look like the same player that he was, you know, in the second half of last year. I don't I don't know what to say about this. I mean, even even this, once again, the Rams are pretty good, but um I mean he he went against Tennessee in, in the in the Jets the first two weeks and he didn't do anything special. He's about to hit Baltimore next week. I mean, I'm definitely like I, I do not want to play him against that that defense. No, he's gonna end up with what, like eleven point seven tonight, I believe, somewhere around there. And, and it's going to be the second best game of the year so far. <laughs> and it's um, you can't start him right now. I don't think I, I don't think you're starting him because at this point you would have wished you picked up like Dak Prescott off the waiver wire. You go start Kyle Allen and feel more comfortable. Uh, yeah, next week <laughs> um, against Baltimore, it's not too far off to be honest. It, it's kind of one of those where we're going to have to wait and see, and he's going to have to prove that he can get back to where he was playing last year because um it just doesn't get it done and I'm not I'm not willing to take a risk when you see how many other QBs are putting up points. Then over let's go running backs here. Top running back of the week actually is Mark Ingram who was one of the guys that I guess we hyped up quite a bit this preseason. I just never understood why he was ranked so low. I never I never I never got it. And this shows right here. I mean, that he's the goal line back. He's getting every carry. They're not actually running it with Lamar down there. They're just giving the ball to Mark Ingram. He scores three touchdowns today. Yeah, it's a thing of beauty if you have Mark Ingram. Um, and we had talked about it a lot, but having a running quarterback always helps in that situation for the most part, unless, you know, the QB is actually vulturing the touchdowns, like, say, Cam Newton. Um, but, hey, it's a kind of a match made in heaven. And He's doing this without having, you know, an insane amount of carries. He only had 16. He had 100 yards and three touchdowns. So even though he was getting those short distance, you know, yardage at the goal line, um, his yard per carry didn't really suffer, which is great to see. It's just very difficult to game plan for that that offense. And even more so, Casey did a pretty good job, and they were still able to put up some fantasy points. So. That that whole uh, that situation that running game I'm really loving right now. Then Alvin Kamara shows that he can still get it done even with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. It didn't matter. He had his typical game: receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, big yardage on both. He's not going to suffer. He's too good. He just yeah, is. He, 
he's the best player on the field when he's out there. And the very interesting point in this is his number of cares, his number of touches really didn't alter that much. Um, you know, the, I think the only thing that changed was, you know, the some of the difficult passes that maybe Breeze would have made. I think they threw it to Thomas a little less. Um, but Kamara actually stayed very consistent. I think he had, would he have 16 carries and uh, 10 targets in the, the passing game when he hauled in nine of them. So he's just an incredibly efficient player that they're going to use the same no matter what. So I, I thought that was a very good thing to see. Um, and they're not trying to kind of change it up and try to pound him out and just give him the ball more, but inside the tackles. Um, I think the, the, the more surprising part was Latavius Murray didn't hardly see the field. I mean, he got, a, he got actually less carries than he, he normally would the first couple of games, which is kind of strange. So you know that it's all relying on Kamara's shoulders. Yeah, completely. Yeah. But Murray's kind of disappointing. After we, game one, it looked like he was going to be useful. And now it doesn't seem so much to be the case. So yeah. we'll watch that. Christian McCaffrey, another good game. No surprise. Philip Lindsay gets two touchdowns on 21 carries. You know, this was kind of an unexpected big game, but it's still a split. I mean, Freeman had 15 carries. He's they're yeah. they're just they're going to run the ball, I think, because they realize Flacco is no good. So yeah, <laughs> you definitely need to run. Yeah, you need a running game when you're when you're with Flacco. Both of them got a lot of work, and I thought both of them looked good. And me and Craig always argue about this <laughs> one, but I think Philip Lindsay looks better. He thinks you know Freeman looks just as good. And to be Freeman you know, had a better to, yards per carry. Yeah, he did. He did. And um, but yeah, <laughs> Philip Lindsay looked wonderful out there. He he runs extremely hard, and um, he he makes things happen. So it's like the little things. And when he was able to back his way into the end zone, um, it's that kind of thing that I think just gives Philip Lindsay the you know the edge. But hey, Freeman got a you know a touchdown called back on him as well. So uh, the fight continues. <laughs> well, the the whole yards per carry thing again. It shows it doesn't. It's it's deceiving because I think Philip Lindsay had like two one yard touchdown runs basically. So of course it's going to drive down his uh, yards per carry. Yeah. I mean, do you actually do you have in front of you how many targets he got in the passing game? Let's see here. Yeah, I do. Lindsay had five targets. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant for Freeman. Oh, Freeman, I don't know how many Freeman had. Freeman had five targets as well. Jeez, okay, yeah, it really is like it is a very very close split. It, yeah, it really is between the two of them. They're I think it's Lindsay slight. It's like. It's like a 55-45 split, maybe a 52-48. It's like just slightly in Lindsay's favor, it feels like. Dalvin Cook continues to be great. So if he stays healthy, he's going to be one of he's going to be a top top five back at the worst this year. Probably yeah, top is, three. Man, he looks so good. He, he really does. He looks great. If he stays healthy, he's going to have a just terrific season. Then uh, LaShawn McCoy with limited touches. Gets 20 points in standard scoring. Touchdowns running and receiving. It's just, if he's the back in that Kansas City offense, it's going to be good. In the, um, I'll say the Darwin Thompson people, I don't know, that kind of resurfaced before this week. Like, he's going to get work because, you know, McCoy was slightly injured and Williams is out, and that's just not happening. Yeah. No, and, and you saw it too where Darren Daryl Williams actually, right. you know, outsnapped him and he got nine carries himself. So I, I think you know, the lesson which we've all learned, but if if you're gonna be a starter on that offense, you, there you know, you can play that person. So McCoy was the starter today, plug him in, you're gonna be happy with what you get. Then uh some other guys, Tony Pollard found his way up here, but that's because 
they played Miami and it was a blowout. <laughs> so he just did good work at the end of the game, got himself a touchdown. So, you know, but that also shows, I think if he, if Zeke was ever to go down, I think Pollard would probably be a pretty good replacement. He, he would do pretty well. Joe Mixon got himself a receiving touchdown to make his day decent. He's still not like putting up great numbers, which what we hope for, but uh, you know, decent. And then Frank Gore, did exactly what we hoped he would do this week when we re- recommended <laughs> him as a waiver wire. He did. It is not a, a sexy pick by any stretch of the imagination, but our our friend, old man Frank Gore, is just chugging along, doing his thing. <laughs> Aaron Jones now. He had a respectable fantasy day, but it was only 10 carries for 19 yards, but he got two touchdowns. So yeah. that, that <laughs> yardage was ugly, but <laughs> yeah. However, however, it, however it works, I'm good with it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's just the way the the flow of the game worked. Obviously, even Aaron Rodgers didn't have that spectacular of a game. They they were having a tough time moving the ball at times. So the fact that he's going to be the you know goal line guy and he's in the goal line or the red zone you know mind frame as far as Green Bay goes, I think that is the takeaway here. Uh, Aaron Jones has. I think proven himself in the first three weeks. Um, I expect uh, this to continue, and I expect more carries than ten. To be honest, this this Jeff Wilson thing—he's clearly the goal line back too for San Francisco. Right? He is a hundred percent. That's like the only time he's going to play. But <laughs> oh man, I mean the plot thickens on this, and we had talked about this at, at length about you know who do you trust there? We like Brita the most, but if Jeff Wilson vultures touchdowns, which it looks like he obviously is going to, and then Mostert who we were, you know, he actually flashed very high ability, but he put it on the ground twice this week. So what does that do? Um, it, you just start guessing. And, and the first quarter, the 49ers looked out of, out of sorts. Of course, as soon as I hype them up and say they look like they could be for real, um, just unforced <laughs> errors and fumbles and interceptions that were bouncing off of people. Uh, so it was it was very interesting. I I, I want to see if that continued or if this w- was just a um, one of those days that kind of got away from them, even though they got the win. And so, okay, uh, Miles Sanders had a solid game fantasy wise with uh, what do you have like 126 total yards, I believe, no touchdowns, but he also fumbled again. That was kind of a worry about about him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, before so we'll see you know how that plays and, yeah and and the thing about that as well because we we both think that Miles Sanders is probably the most talented back on there but you you put the you know you give the ball away and on top of that we saw that when they got close to the goal line they gave it to Howard who got the touchdown that was a big worry Miles Sanders is going to be in no man's land he did he did fine today if you played him but um I see that probably continuing I, I just don't like where he's at currently. I think he, he probably needs a few more games to see exactly how they're going to use him game week in and week out. And then, so, okay, <laughs> carry on Johnson. I remember in the preseason, all these people just boosted carry on Johnson so high, especially after the Lions got rid of Riddick and just how carry on's almost a running back one level. And I guess us as Lions fans knew that wasn't the case. 20 carries, <laughs> right. 36 yards. It's just, he's not there yet. No, I, I like. I mean, who I like doesn't him, like carry on? Yeah, he's not there. He's not that top. He's not. He's just a mid-level running back right now. Yeah, he did get. I mean, you do have to love the workload he got, even though he didn't do a whole lot with it. Yeah, I that's mean, he nice got to that, see. He, yeah, he got the touchdown and twenty carries, but he only had thirty-six yards. I mean, that's the, the, you know that's rough to see, but they're they don't have any other place to go, so <laughs> you can continue using him and hope that he obviously does more with the touches he gets moving forward. But hey. 
the Lions were, I just want to say this out loud, pinch myself, but they're actually winning. You know, they, they're unbeaten this year, even though they, you know, they almost blew that first game and got the tie. But um, if they keep doing this, uh, they're going to stick to the same the same concept. So Carrion will be, you know, heavily featured even when he's not doing well. So then uh, we'll see another disappointment here. Sony Michelle got himself a touchdown, but he had nine carries, 11 yards. So in three games, his first game this year was 15 carries, 14 yards. It's so the Miami game was the only game where he did anything worthwhile. Twenty-one for eighty-three, and that's not even that impressive, seeing as what uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard did today. This is a little bit of a worry to me. This is against the Jets. I mean, they should have done a little more today. Yeah, I mean, okay, that, this can be a whole thing, and why we get so or I get so weirded out when we start talking and playing Patriot players because you don't. They go with the game flow. They don't. They don't stick with a certain guy if you know for any certain reason. They they have a lot of very talented players on that team. They can go a lot of different directions. Um, Sony Michelle is, I think, clearly their number one. But they just didn't need him today, so they said, "Why? Why put undue stress on his body?" And you even saw that they tried to do it. Tom Brady. They literally just yanked him at what was that the third quarter, and and then as soon as the backup threw a touchdown. <laughs> Or through a, I'm sorry, a pick for a touchdown for the other team. They pull them right away too. So, um, it, it's just going to be one of those things. If they play bad teams and they can get up by a lot, you might not see your favorite player out in the field. And then, um, Todd Gurley, uh, I'm officially a little bit worried. Um, the, you know what the crazy thing is? The volume's kind of there. It's not that different. 14 carries, 16 carries, 14 carries, but. He's not catching the ball anymore, and that hurts. It, the, actually, the offense as a whole is just not as good this year for the Rams. So I don't know. I don't know what to. Th- I don't know what to think about this Todd Gurley thing right now. Yeah, I would be lying if I wasn't worried. <laughs> I am. I, I am. I. I mean, I would have thought I, I, with fourteen carries, this is kind of what I expected. Gurley's still going to get these carries, and it's going to turn out, you know, not quite as many yards, but he'll still get some touchdowns. It'll be good, but it's just not there the 14 carries isn't turned into anything yeah so. they haven't used them in the red zone like they did last year i thought it would be a little more obvious in that respect but you know i don't know i'm, I'm not ready to completely write him off obviously the first two weeks he did fine have with the same amount of carries right and he's only gotten one touchdown in three games this was the first game where it you know it just wasn't working we only got 4.3 points in in uh in standard scoring, but um, you know he has Tampa Bay coming up, so I'm not ready to write him off. But it is it's only worrisome because you know he's Todd Gurley. He should be getting more work in the red zone. He should be scoring touchdowns. That's what you came to expect, and that's not what we're seeing right now. And then my final player I have to talk about is James Conner, and this oh, is man. three weeks in a row now hasn't been very good. Yep. I- you know, it's one of those, I mean, you might as well take your bow and say, I told you so, because <laughs> I don't I don't know if it will get better. And I wasn't a huge fan, but I, I did not think it was going to be this drastic. I mean, even the amount of carries, um, 10, 11, and then 13, nothing to write home about. And, you know, it, I, I think San Francisco is obviously making strides, um, but, you know, they shouldn't be able to do this to your run game. Um, and they play Seattle and New England first. So you're about to hit up Cincinnati and then Baltimore. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not really happy with that offense in general. And they obviously they get a big 
kind of pass for a moment because Roethlisberger goes down. There's been a lot of shakeup. But uh, Connor should have been the consistent one, you would think. And, you know, so if you are a Connor owner, I think you should probably be starting to worry and thinking, in my mind, I'd be thinking, you know, if I cut bait now, if I'm able to trade him to someone who still believes it after only three weeks, um, you know, saying that maybe the defenses or the, you know, the Roethlisberger thing, all this stuff could have like thrown the team into a tailspin. I would be considering those offers. And so he hasn't been over 65 yards in a game since week eight of last year, the 65 rushing yards. So it's been a while. So I don't know. I'm, I don't, <laughs> I start to look back and realize he only had those five big yardage games last year. That's all he had five of them. And maybe, yeah, maybe it's not that good, but all right. Wide receivers. Talk about some wide receivers here. And by far the top one on the scoring list this week is Mike Evans. Eight catches, 190 yards, and three touchdowns. I think this is what Mike Evans does, though. So he, he, he blows up for these big games, and then he'll disappear in a game or two. So you get the blow-up game today. Yeah, uber-talented. You know, as whatever Jameis Winston is going to allow him to do, he'll go as far as uh, Winston's arm will take him. But Mike Evans is an incredibly uh, talented guy, and that's why we said don't, you know, don't worry about the first couple of weeks that it's only a matter of time before he gets in the end zone, and then he rewards you big time to uh, this week. Yeah, especially people people were ranking Chris Godwin ahead of him this week, and you just you can't you just don't do that, right? It's just no, yeah, absolutely no. Um, that's a little too reactionary for you know that Mike Evans is still young, and you know what he's done in the past, you know, four years or whatever it has been, and um, you know that track record should hold a little more true, especially after only two weeks. Yeah, and it's – I don't know if it'll continue. He is, he is up and down, obviously, so we'll see if, um, you know, if it if he comes back next week and doesn't put up the same kind of numbers. But it was was really nice to see that, hey, it's, it is there. There's a reason why Mike Evans is great. Then uh, Keenan Allen, 13 catches, 183 yards, and two touchdowns. Just a massive game for Keenan Allen as well. And that was, you know, really good to see. He's had a pretty good start to the season here. Eight for one twenty three, eight for ninety eight, thirteen for one eighty three. I was gonna say, I think it's more than pretty good. I mean, his numbers are out of this world right now, and the amount of targets he's getting too have increased. I mean, from ten to fifteen to seventeen, he has three touchdowns in three games. Obviously, two in this past one. Um, but if I mean, and he has Miami coming up too. I mean, I, there's no reason why not to believe that he couldn't go for another hundred yards and a touchdown against that team, which is terrible. I, I mean. Keenan Allen is making a a real push right now for being, you know, a, I mean, he was already up there, but he, he looks like the best wide receiver right now. He, he's he's going to be gunning for that list. It's only a couple guys up there right now. I mean, it's him and, I mean, right, Julio has been pretty solid for the most part, but not even, not, not this level. And, I mean, Devontae Adams hasn't been. DeAndre Hopkins no. even hasn't been. No, so. no, haven't. Keenan Allen's up there. And then Cooper Cup here has been really good too. Two great games in a row. And this one was really good. Oh, I'm I'm loving this one, and I think um, I I just love it too because I, you kind of see him get more and more comfortable when he's out on the field. And finally, he got in the end zone. Um, he the you know game number two against New Orleans. He he finally looked like he really looked like himself. And I was like, oh man, this guy's healthy. He's going to do a lot. Um, when he had five for 120. This game, 
11 receptions for 102 yards and two touchdowns. That is the type of player I think that Cooper Cup can be almost game in and game out. Obviously, this is a lot, but they love to throw to him in the red zone, and he is marvelous in the middle of the field. So I absolutely love him. Um, I'll probably still rank Brandon Cooks uh, ahead of him for now, but you know it's not that far off from when I think Cup will be kind of the darling and he'll be a, a top 10 wide receiver, perhaps. Yeah, because Cooks had a great game, too. Eight for 112. He had 12 targets. He was he was good. There's um, oh, just, Very good. Those two are better than Robert Woods right now, which... Yeah, we, which we, we <laughs> kind of told you about, but it, it's just one of those things. Those two are better, so they get more targets. Robert Woods has taken a back seat to them, even though all three of them play a lot. They obviously got Woods involved. And um, they're as far as wide receivers go, they're a really, really fun to watch because they're blocking and they're running the ball. They're doing reverses, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think all three are obviously playable, but um, I think Cooks is a safe one. But Cup is is he has been and he continues to be kind of the guy I would want. And then uh, Tyler Lockett shows why people shouldn't react so much to week one after he had the one catch and he's had two big games in a row. So that was a little bit uh, premature for everyone to be freaking out. He's fine. Ten catches last week and eleven catches this week. There's no one else to throw it to. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mari Cooper catches two touchdowns, so he's gonna. Mari Cooper is gonna continue to be a solid option every week. He's gonna have big games, and he'll have games like last week where he only goes four for forty-four, but he's got a touchdown. He got four touchdowns in three games now. So yeah, he might be one of the most surprising players through three weeks because he's been able to be somewhat consistent where that's usually his MO where he'll have a game like this, but the first two, you know, would have been 30 yards with no touchdown. But the fact that he is able to get in the end zone game in and game out. And once again, take it with a grain of salt because you look at who they played as the giants, Washington and Miami, you know? So I would love to see him do that in week four against new Orleans and really see that, Hey, this guy is for real. Then uh, Sterling Shepard looks pretty good with Daniel Jones as his quarterback. We'll see how that continues. We'll th- you know have to see more than one week to buy in, but it could could be something. Uh, Julio, gr- another good game, no surprise. So Adam Thielen's up here in scoring because he got the rushing touchdown and then one receiving touchdown, but he only had three for fifty-five. And both him and Diggs, kind of a worry right now. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not starting, <laughs> I can't say I won't start them, but they would be a flex option probably. But, I mean, they, that offense just has not been good. That passing game has not been good. And next week you're about to be at Chicago. Like, no thank you. Uh, I'm, I have no faith in either of these guys right now, even though, you know, Thielen scored two touchdowns. I think that is going to be a much more difficult task uh, next week. So I'm... I'm very worried about that. Yeah, Diggs ended up with three catches for 15 yards today. So, yeah, that's a little bit scary. And then uh, some other guy, Nicole Hardman, big play guy. That's what he's just going to be. And he's always going to have massive weeks like this, but only two for 97. But with that Kansas City offense, I think it's uh, much more often than not he hits on one of those big plays. Yeah, like we said, if, if he's going to be a starter, you just put him in there. And <laughs> right. It, there's enough to go around with that offense. Marvin Jones had a good game. He was much better than Kenny Galladay today. I think Galladay only had two catches. Not much for Galladay, but Jones had a good one. Valdez Scantling, six for 99, a touchdown. So he outplayed Adams today. But that's, I mean, it's they're obviously just keying on Adams. We ended up with four for 56. 
And so Adams is interesting. Remember, the biggest talk about him was how consistent he was last year, right? And just was never down. Now he's had two games this year where he's had four for 36 and four for 56. No touchdowns yet. Um, I don't know what that is, honestly. It's, uh, it, again, maybe it's the whole, their, the defenses they've been playing. We'll have to see if that continues. But slightly worrisome. I mean, yeah, at the at the price you got him, you should absolutely be, you know, a little upset about it. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it at the moment. He he's too good not to play, you know, and he's a little too I mean, honestly, he's he's too good to worry about it this early in the season. So obviously you're just going to grin and bear it and and assume that they're going to get back on track, but this is not what you paid for pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, it, for this, I mean, I think this is a very good one because Devontae Adams, his price tag, like his value is not as uh, in limbo as other players, right? So you could still get a ton for him. Is this something you worry about so much you would actually field offers or are you just sticking, staying pat? I'd stay pat. I think he's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm not too worried. It is, I really do think it's a lot to do with the early season schedule and playing some good defenses. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too, too worried. So we talked about how Kamara didn't suffer at all, but Michael Thomas kind of did in a way. Five for 54. He got the touchdown, so it was a decent day, but five for 54 is not a typical Michael Thomas game with only seven targets. That's not what we were expecting. Like the first two games, he had 13 targets in each of the first two games, 10 catches. First game without Breeze fully, and he goes five for 54. So I guess it's something to watch. He's obviously, a, you throw him in the lineup, you never don't think about it, but. Yeah, I th- honestly, I, I looked at these numbers, too, and I think the big thing was that's just not what they were comfortable doing with Bridgewater. Um, so, hey, Teddy, his first full game out there, let's keep it simple. So we're not going to throw it to, you know, around the best corner. Um, he got the touchdown. You feel good. The fact that the uh, first game out there, he is still viable. That's good enough for me. I, I think this is nothing really to look into too much. Um I think he's a, a starter no matter what. Dallas, Tampa Bay, Bridgewater will continue to get more uh, confidence, and they will they will obviously keep Thomas in the loop as far as how they're going to use him. Um, the play that he scored the touchdown on, it was a wonderful little play in the red zone where it was almost like a, um, you know, a, a lateral to him, and then he had two blockers. So they're going to make sure that he stays involved. I'm not worried about Thomas. And same thing, I'm not worried about DeAndre Hopkins, but he's had two games in a row where it's not really DeAndre Hopkins-like. Six for 67 today and five for 50, or five for 40 last week. So, not great to see, but again, it's no worries. It's, he'll turn it around. I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. I don't There should be, there's no way, right? He'll, he'll be better. And then, uh, how about, <laughs> I'm just, I can't believe Sammy Watkins even let us buy-in. I mean, five for 64. Why did we, why did we think Sammy Watkins was obviously going to be like a top 10 guy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would like to say I didn't, but I'll be honest. He got my hopes up again. Like, I, <laughs> like the girlfriend that just will never leave you alone is what Watkins is. It, it blows my mind. He's so talented and obviously it's not the worst game ever. Um, but everyone else is scoring touchdowns. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why just, can't he get in the end zone? Just too many good players on that team. They can throw it to everybody. So it's, yeah. Then, uh, you know, not much else around there. I mean, like, um, Marquise Brown came down to earth today with two for 49. You knew it was going to happen at some point, probably, but he's still going to be a good player going forward. So 
wouldn't be too concerned about him, but he is a borderline starter. You don't just plug him in necessarily. You don't know exactly what you're going to 100% get from him. But that's I, think. I don't have much else for wide receiver unless you have any glaring one. Oh, Calvin Ridley, I'll say one for six. That was a big disappointment today. Yeah, that that was a that was a big bummer, especially when you know, obviously Julio was doing so well. So obviously you pick your poison, but we haven't seen him completely fall flat like that in, in quite some time. And then also John Ross too, two for twenty two. He just he did what we kind of thought he would be more like. So they're going to be up yeah, and down. Exactly. You know you know that about him. I'm not not yeah. that surprised about that one, but yeah. So over at tight end, Greg Olson led the day with six for 75 and two touchdowns. He's he's really been good this year. He's kind of just become Greg Olson again. Hey, he's back. It doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. He's going to be a big part of it. He was in the, you know, the red zone plans. He's sure-handed. Um, and, you know, we talked about, obviously, the quarterback making his first start. It, it looked like everyone got involved, even Samuel and, and DJ Moore, obviously, and um, but I, I still think Greg Olson is kind of going to be the the favorite target. So I'm kind of on the Greg Olson bandwagon again. Then Jordan Atkins caught two touchdowns, only had three catches for 73, but two touchdowns. And in the tight end field, I mean, that makes you at least people are going to take notice a little bit. He's going to obviously have to do more than that in, in the weeks ahead to make him an option. But it's interesting, at least. And. Austin Hooper got himself two touchdowns to have one of his best fantasy days we've probably seen from him. Yeah, and he's he's been okay as far as tight ends go. I mean, nothing spectacular. This was his you know first touchdown of the year, the first two actually. Um, but hey, nine receptions in game one, then four and six. I, I look at those numbers, especially for a tight end. I'm thinking, hey, he has the you know that gives him more opportunity than a lot of the other guys. So. I think that he is a a top 10 play moving forward now that you know that he can get in the end zone possibly as well. Yeah, if you're going to give him whatever it is, five to 10 targets a game, I'm in. Yeah, there really is nothing spectacular from the tight ends today. I guess Darren Waller had probably the best, just overall 13 catches for 134. So he's going to be good the whole season. He's a, he's a top 10 guy all year long. He's going to be solid. Will Disley gets himself a touchdown. Yeah, thank goodness, man. I was, especially after the uh, the Garoppolo <laughs> thing, where I thought he might have been a good streamer, and he really burned me. Uh, at least Will Disley did get in the end zone, so that streamer uh, did work out. Kelsey didn't get himself a touchdown, but still seven for eighty nine, solid. Ertz, I thought Ertz would do a little bit more with all the receivers out for Philadelphia, and he only ended up with four for sixty four. So, okay, so with Ertz, he's had three. Just kind of lackluster games, I'll say. I don't know. Not not great. He did have 16 targets last week, but it still was only 8 for 72. And then George Kittle here gets himself 6 for 57. So George Kittle has had three games now where he has just been in the 50s for yardage. 54, 54, 57. And this is really showing that you just don't – I don't think the whole drafting these tight ends early thing was a good idea People, that was going on. They're just not as safe. I mean, yes and no. They're. I mean, I think they're safer, but you're. You just get such huge spikes with all these guys that if you score a touchdown, it's gonna be huge. If not, I mean, would you rather have Kelsey? Yeah, of course. Well, Kelsey's I mean, like the one who just right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Then, but yeah, you're right. Ertz and Kittle have not really shown out yet. Um, but I do have to say what I was just talking about with Hooper. 
you know, they get more opportunity and I think it's only a matter of time. Um, so I think at the end of the year, yes, they will be, you know, in those, they'll be a top five tight end, but week to week, um, I mean, you almost, not that I would ever not start those guys, but it, it does turn into who has more of the hot hand type of deal. Like you saw with Will Disley, who, Hey, if, if they're going to throw it to him a lot in the red zone, that makes up for a lot of, of, of yardage, especially when most of these guys only get three catches a game. And then, um, some of the guys who had good starts, like Mark Andrews, only did three for 15. Hawkinson, who had the good week one, now has done really nothing in two weeks. He had one catch for one yard today. Yeah, what do you what do you make of Hawkinson? I find him very interesting because Mark Andrews, you're still on the bandwagon, I assume. I still right? think he'll be fine, but yeah. Hawkinson, it's just a rookie tight end. It's not going to always be there. He's going to have some more good games. He will, but it's so hard to figure out when they're going to be. Right. Where I mean, but where do you rank him? Like he'll be next top week? twenty, but it's he's in he's in the I mean tight end is so weak though. He's, he's I was gonna say top twenty, that's like he's probably me. he's probably ten to fifteen yet. Most likely okay. for right so, now. Right. So he's not he's not a, a starter in your mind yet. Not not right now. He really isn't. And then um other players like, okay, Jared Cook. Remember the big Jared Cook hype this preseason? And he's had five well, catches he, this year. Yeah, which I, you know, I absolutely love a little bit, <laughs> but, but I mean, to be fair, once again, the, you know, Breeze going down obviously doesn't yep. help him, yep. uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you if you, if you drafted him, it's not the end of the world. You probably didn't have to draft him very high, but can find somebody else. Yeah. But well, right. can, can you, <laughs> I don't know. It's, At this point. it's tough out there, man. I, I had to find a tight end for a couple of these and, uh, you know, that's why I was going after Will Disley so hard. <laughs> Yeah, not pretty, but what actually what do you make of Irv Smith Jr.? So a, a rookie tight end that plays for Minnesota, they were hyping him a lot, but he's a rookie, so we didn't give it a whole lot of thought. He finally actually shows a glimpse today against Oakland. It was only three for 60, but you saw how athletic he is. Is he on your radar at all or is this kind of like a throwaway? I mean, he's slightly because he's probably better than Kyle Rudolph at this point. Rudolph just doesn't do much anymore. It feels like. Um, but. I'm just not buying that passing game right now at all. I need to see something more from that entire passing game, but I guess tight ends different. You don't need as much to, I'm I'm just not, I'm not buying it yet, but he's, he, um, he's an interesting one to look at, especially if you don't have a tight end. If if you're one of those that Hawkinson's your tight end now and he only has one for one, it's just something to watch. I wouldn't pick him up or anything right now. You got to see a little more, but all right. I think that's all I got for week three. We'll be back tomorrow night with reaction to the Monday night game and some week four waivers. But I think that'll do it. Talk to you guys tomorrow.